broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Well, happy Tuesday, Jacksonville, Florida, and beyond. I wonder if that guy, sorry, I forget his name, still sitting on that... Uh, Chairlift in Big Sky, Montana, with a lot of snow around him. And listen, oh, <laughs> have we kept him? Probably turned it off <laughs> at some point. No, he was he was he was working like the he was working. He was the working the right? chairlift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which was awesome. Yeah, that's I love cool, that man. Story. I'm jealous, man. I, I've I been there, but I've been to Big Sky. It's fun. I have not. I'd love to go. Yeah, it's a good time. I wonder what people would say: better skiing, Big Sky or Jackson Hole? Because a lot of people okay. say Jackson Hole's like. The top of the list. Now, again, there's Denver and Utah. And oh, yeah. There's, else, right? there's Northern but California. The crazy thing Island. is I have not skied. Like, I grew up and I skied in Vermont and New Hampshire a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but never have I gone way out there, like mm-hmm. Colorado, Utah. And I skied a decent amount. Like, not a crazy amount, but it was okay amount. And uh, now I haven't for, gosh, it yeah. would hurt so much <laughs> when I come back. Because there's nothing like skiing, right? You use muscles oh, for that sure. you had no idea you had. And so you hurt, like, yeah. the first time going for yeah. that next day. And, uh, my gosh, I can only imagine how much I'd hurt right now. Absolutely. But I do want to take the kids out. And when I say I want to take them, I don't want to take them to New Hampshire or Vermont because I've been there selfishly. Okay. I want to go to, like, Big Sky or Jackson Hole or Colorado Take them to Tahoe, Utah. man. The Tahoe is fun, or too. Or Tahoe. That's great. Yeah. Whatever. Like, yeah. I, I'm sure they're all great. No, they're, I mean, they all kind of got their own special thing. Like, Big Sky, I loved because we went there during spring break in high school and they had, like, record snowfall. Oh, really? So I was, like, up to my waist That's in, like, awesome. powder snowboard, which is really fun. <laughs> Nothing like spring um, break with record snowfall. Oh, no, it was the best, man. <laughs> like, uh, I'm glad we made that decision. Well, it's Wisconsin. Spring break is, is yeah. cold regardless, so I might as well go to yeah, Wait, enjoy you, some more a, snow. That was a pl- plane ride, right? No, no, I drove. You can drive to Big Sky from Wisconsin. I mean, it's I mean, I it's know a you distance. Can. Yeah, it's, so it's a pretty good one. It's it's a pretty good distance, but yeah, we ended up making that journey, and it was definitely worth it. All right, that's yeah. cool. Um, you you went snowboarding at home. Yeah. Now, do you have like so you have like where you go in Wisconsin, but mm-hmm. do you want to go like out to Colorado, Utah? Yeah, so actually, I'm at, I might be going out to Colorado sometime um, in in late March um, oh, cool. or not early April. I'm, we're kind of planning it right now, but uh, going to uh, Steamboat, okay. Steamboat Springs. Good. So I've never been to Colorado before. I mean, I've been to Colorado, but not um, snowboarding. So that'll be a cool experience. All right, good deal. Yeah, uh, on a beautiful day in Jacksonville, we're talking about skiing. Yeah, know, right. <laughs> All because of roll call. Where are you listening from today, everybody? <laughs> I love roll call, man. I love the fact when you tell me that you're listening from all over the place. It probably doesn't do anything for our advertising. Nope, not at all. Probably, actually, probably not hurts advertising it. all over the place. Probably it doesn't hurt it. it. Well, by the way, it can't hurt our advertising yeah. at the moment. Um, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, I do like listening to uh, where everybody's from and also how they listen to the show or watch the show. Yeah, that's always been the fascinating part of, of uh, this for me is to see how uh, how and where uh, it all takes place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brent Martin, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, another development. Uh, hey, Cody from Atlanta, Georgia. Appreciate it. Uh, another development. Rick Spielman. Mm-hmm. This is pretty wild, okay? Like, I've been a, I have not been as locked into social media today. I, I even This is where I'm at. I get on to social media, and I've seen uh, the Jags fans, you know, um, in our community, if you will, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, uh, and I'm like, Casey, what's fact and what's fiction here? What's <laughs> opinion? Like, because there's so much out there. Like, I saw stuff like Spielman and Bulky and 
uh, Leftwich and Wilson and Spielman and Peterson and Balky's out and Balky's in and Spielman's a just assistant GM and he's executive vice president. I mean, so are we all guessing? Are we guessing? Are we still guessing? And I think we're still guessing. But I think the news part of the day is that uh, um, we are talking about Spielman as some part of this organization in a capacity that is unknown at the time. It's a front office position, according to Garofalo, who thinks Peterson and Spielman connecting here in Jacksonville is a, I don't want to say likely to put words in his mouth, but a, a good chance of happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and does that include bulky? Does it not include bulky? Let me just tell you a quick thoughts that ran through my head. One, I was like, okay, Peterson and, and Spielman, I could see the tie together. I've seen people throw out there like Fangio and Basaccio or Basaccio, uh, Raiders coach. Mm-hmm. That'd be a heck of a, actually, take all that and take Bulky out of the mix. I'm like, like pretty good, right? So Basaccio, he would be the offensive coordinator? No, then? he'd be or the special teams. Special teams coach. Yeah, okay. and then Peterson's the Do you guy. interview and, special teams coaches like that? Well, he, they might have interviewed for the head coaching job and talked to him about it. Okay. Would he be interested in all this stuff? I mean, okay. maybe that's why the Basaccio news came to light. You okay. know, maybe that's why the Fangio news came to light last week, right? The Denver stuff, that it wasn't necessary for the head coaching job, but it could yeah. be for a, a job in some capacity. But, do you, okay, I got you. But do you think, like, it's kind of, and I get it, special teams is, is one-third of the game, but do you find it a little eerie that they'd be interviewing guys with the with the note of, hey, let's get this guy for special teams. We don't have a head coach well, yet. Well, I think, let's just assume they restarted the the look. How many more guys can you interview? Well, Basachi is out there, and he just did a nice job. So you can interview him for your head coaching job. But sure. then you can also ask, hey, if it doesn't work out, are you interested in being our special teams coordinator too? We would okay. love to have your experience and your knowledge and what you just did in our building. Mm. So you can do it right away. But again, again, we're just throwing stuff here. We're just guessing. Yeah. So that went through my mind. It's like, okay, you could have a Spielman-Peterson what else ran through my mind is, could you have Spielman and then be Leftwich and Adrian Wilson that you move on to? Mm-hmm. Because know this, the last time the Jags did a Leftwich-Adrian Wilson kind of move was Gus Bradley-Doug Marone. I'm sorry, Gus Bradley-Dave Caldwell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gus Bradley was a first-time head coach. Kind of this up-and-coming guy that, that some people, even the Philadelphia Eagles, almost named as a coach. Dave Caldwell is this up-and-coming personnel man. Mm-hmm. And what did Shad learn after his first four years uh, that they were a little green and, and didn't have enough experience? And that's where some of it went wrong. And that's why they brought in Tom Coughlin, right, to help out Caldwell once Gus was gone. And so could you see a situation where he has these two young men that could be future stars but still might not know everything and so you bring in somebody like a Spielman to oversee Adrian Wilson as a GM and uh, and Byron Leftwich. and so there you have that EVP role of sorts and so that's what ran through my head right away when I saw the Spielman stuff okay. I don't know where it's headed uh, the word on the street right today is Doug Peterson's interviewing for a second time mm-hmm. so uh, this is lining up again, according to Garofalo, like it could be a Spielman-Peterson uh, job in Jacksonville. But where does that leave Trent Baalke is still very much unknown and undetermined at the time. Well, and then that's the biggest part of this conundrum right now is if you do bring in Spielman, who I would advocate for, I think if you look at his history... Um, yeah, I mean, you know, like doing some research on him, there are a couple bad picks. You know, there's Lecon Treadwell, there's Christian Ponder, uh, you know, there's Jeff Gladney. 
but then like the good picks, man, are really good. Yeah. I mean Jefferson, Stephon Harrison Diggs. Smith, Delvin Cook, Danielle Hunter, Eric Hendricks. Was he there with Diggs? He drafted Diggs. He drafted Diggs. Sure. Okay. Um, Stephon Diggs. So yeah, there's the, there's a lot to like right now with Rick Spielman. I, I guess the the biggest thing going forward is in what capacity do you see him in? Because this was my biggest fear with Doug Peterson, if you choose to go the Doug Peterson route, is by indications, by what people say with Doug Peterson, is he had a falling out with the Eagles organization. And I kind of spoke of this yesterday a little bit. I want to rehash it one more time. I don't want Doug Peterson coming into Jacksonville having to, you know, give ground and say, okay, we, we can make this work and, and I'll agree to this. I want Doug Peterson to have a vision. I want Doug Peterson to go, I, I need this, I need this, I need this. I don't want him to go with Trent Baalke and say, you know what, yeah, I mean, I guess we can kind of come to a, a compromise and make this work. You, you don't need compromises right now. You, you need a coach with a clear vision and a clear leadership and a clear power structure. And I just wonder if the plan is to bring Spielman in in some sort of, of you know, EVP role, you still keep Trent Baalke as your GM, and then you have Doug Peterson as your head coach, I wonder if the chain of command once again gets lost in translation because we've seen this story play out before, and it doesn't end pretty for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let me be crystal clear about this, okay? I I have never been all in. In fact, I've kind of stuck to my guns here that at the end of the day that I think Balky won't be a part of the organization at the end of the day. Um, And I'm just, I'm so deep into it, I'm not going to waver, okay? I understand what it looks like and where the narratives are out there and other stuff. But I also will say this, and I think I've been pretty crystal clear, even though some uh, talking around this subject sometimes, it doesn't always look like that. Um, That if, I, I don't care what role you have others in, what you buffer Trent Balky around, if Trent Bulky is in your building when this process is over, it still deserves a ton of criticism. It can make you feel better that maybe Spielman and Peterson are here to buffer that, right? And you can see some sense in that. But what's happening with Shad Khan, if he keeps Bulky around, is he's not learning from past mistakes. He doesn't have the feel of the building that has been dysfunctional for not just this past year, but for the last four years. He does not have the feel for who Balky really is by calling people inside the building or calling people externally. And I understand these are things that uh, why the fan base has got so anxious about it. But I just don't know if, listen, you could make a lot of people happy if you bring Doug Peterson in here. I think mm-hmm. it's a good call. I think it would be a good call. I think he was a prime candidate, should have been a prime candidate. If you end up with your guy at the end of the day that you think can help change your, your organization around, I think there's... You know what? It, the rest is kind of water under the bridge. Uh, Spielman, I can see some sense in that. At least it's somebody different maybe having the power in the building than a guy like Balky. But I still don't think you avoid criticism, nor should you, if Trent Balky is in. I don't care if he's an intern this year. Trent Balky being in the building signifies two different things. One, you didn't hit the reset button completely. And two, you are okay with a level of dysfunction that has existed in every building that Trent Baalke has worked in over the last five, six years of his NFL life. Mm. And for a reason, part of the reason he wasn't in the NFL for a couple of years is because of that level of dysfunction. So I I think uh, this could end up better than it might have ended up. 
but it still would not excuse, in my opinion, the criticism of keeping bulky in any capacity, nor take away uh, from the ridiculous nature of this search, which we all have admitted uh, is from an optic point of view and a reality point of view. It's just a mess. And uh, again, there's fix there are fixes here to the mess. The fixes are you end up with what the fans want, uh, which could be um, Leftwich and, and Wilson mm. and bulky out. You could end up with a pretty decent situation of some kind with Spielman and Peterson. Um, or you can ultimately end up with bulky out anyway in some capacity, and that would probably appease everyone if you made me the head coach. But the bottom line is you can still get there where it, was, it worked out right and correct, but you're not going to erase the muddy nature of what has now gone into February. Here we are on February 1st as an elongated and clunky search at least. Yeah, and it's definitely clunky. You know, while we may be on board with the Doug Peterson signing, it doesn't take away from the fact that this is, what, 33 days have gone by since his first interview? 34. 34 days have gone by since his first interview. So that, that's not a really good look. All right? I mean, it doesn't matter in the long run if you get your guy. I guess not. But from the optics standpoint, that doesn't look good. I think from, you know, Trent Balky, and I, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be... You know, a clean cut, they get rid of him. I find it hard to believe they're just going to interview, you know, Rick Spielman and then just hand him Trent Balky's job. Like, I don't see that really happening. Um, now, maybe I'm wrong about that, but I just I don't see that happening. I don't see Trent Balky going, well, you know what? Maybe GM's not for me. Go and give me a smaller <laughs> role. Like, that's not going to happen either. So, regardless if it's Doug Peterson, regardless of who the next head coach is going to be, I just feel like Trent Balky is going to be tied to this somehow unless Shad Khan gets to the, the, the desperate point where it's like, okay, this was a mistake. Bringing Trent Balky along this long has not paid dividends. I got to let you go. Yeah. Now, which could happen. That, yeah, and, and it, you know what? And it very well might happen. Like, that's... That's probably the right move to make. Yeah. You know, well, that's I, a move I've been banking on the whole time. Yeah. Well, for, <laughs> for, for sure. But but the fact that we're in the month of February right now and yeah. that's not been the case, the fact that the Senior Bowl is going on right now and, and that's not the case, um, that, you know, for, from from Shad Khan's standpoint, that, that, that should never have happened. You know, but whatever the reason, whether you're stubborn, whether you you have a different vision than whatever else, everybody else, like better experts, I guess, foresee, um, that may be on you. But, yeah, the, the fact that it's been hashed out this long right now and the fact that we might, might be talking about Spielman coming in in some other sort of role set aside from a general manager, and now you have the chain of command going three ways again, I just don't know how that's going to correlate when you got a guy in Doug Peterson who I think, you know, he has an ego. He, he wants to do things yeah, yeah. his way. And you don't want that to get blended with a guy in Trent Baalke who you don't get along with. I've heard a bunch of different things on the Peterson front. Again, I, I I'll tell you this on Peterson. I know you have some concern over how it ended in Philly. Now, could that be a learning point? Could that be part of the reason why we want somebody like uh, Peterson in? Because they've been through the battles before and they've learned from some of their mistakes, potentially, a la Josh McDaniels getting the job with the Vegas, uh, and he's admitted to some of the mistakes he made. Um, so that certainly is one of the reasons why I like the idea of the Jim Caldwells and the Doug Petersons. They've learned from past experiences so, and, and messed up or, or made mistakes, but also have, have done pretty well like at, at times, too. So they know what works. Yeah. Um, and I've heard so many things about Peterson over the last month, guys, that 
that he's really a good dude. Like a lot of fun to be around, good person to work for. Employees enjoy working with him. But then you have that story of the angst between was that more Howie Roseman? Was it? Uh, I heard something last night about uh, that he went to bat for C- Carson Wentz. And Doug Peterson went yeah, to bat for Carson I, I know, Wentz. I thought that was kind of an odd thing, but I, I just heard it. That and that was and and Wentz. Well, we got to remember yeah. now, Rose. They didn't keep Wentz. After yeah, the long well, haul, they stuck yeah, him out they, they, for they one more of, year. They did, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they end up getting rid of him. Because so it, does, it was Roseman as big on Wentz as everybody says. You know, well, I mean, they got Hurts though. You know, after like, I mean, they got rid of Peterson, yeah, and they decided and then, to move on from yeah. Wentz after that. Yeah, but yeah. did anybody in the building? But well, maybe was it a timing thing? You know, yeah. like uh, where were they on on the Wentz? Yeah, but clock. Go ask, you know? go ask Sidney Jones how he feels about Doug Peterson and that whole ordeal when yeah. Doug Peterson challenged him because of if he was hurt or not, and Sidney Jones lashed out to that. Yeah. So like I get it. That, that, that's cool if people in Philadelphia, whether it's the media or somebody says Doug Peterson's a great guy, that's fine. But what 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 do, they, what do his former teammates say about him? Yeah. What does the locker room say about him? Because some would say that he might have lost the locker room um, before he got fired. Yeah. So some would say that he maybe didn't get along with the front office before he got fired, and that's why he's out of a job right now. But that a little bit is a part of the NFL, right? I mean, you're going to find just as many guys that that probably. I don't think you were a big fan of how everything went down in Chicago with, like, the John Fox was the head coach at the time, right? Um, I'm not sure if you're a big fan of John Fox or not, but my point being, like, you might have had a bad experience. Somebody else might have these great experiences. And so I think that comes with the territory of, of every coach, right? Yeah, but I think the great coaches don't let it get out. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know about years later it might get out. <laughs> you know? I mean, sure. Um, so... I don't know. I, again, so I, I'm just surprised, I guess, that you're okay with Peterson, but you're red flagged on Peterson. So, like, you really feel concerned about Peterson and his ability to not have dysfunction. Because I'm, I'm a, if, if you have a problem with that, that's, my, that's a major red flag. See, I've asked a lot about that. I don't feel like that's happening. That's not the temperature I'm getting with Peterson. But if Peterson's going to help bring dysfunction back into the facility, that's what we're trying to get rid of around here. That's why everybody wants Bulky out. That's why everybody wants this new blood in uh, and reset the thing. And so um, Peterson's interesting on that front. You better vet out that you're not going to have dysfunction with, with Doug Peterson. No, absolutely. But it's like I said, I'm a fan of Doug Peterson if things are set up for him to succeed. I think if he has to answer to other people and there's a confusion of the chain of command, then no, I'm not really a fan of Doug Peterson. I'm not sure how he's going to respond to that. I think if Doug Peterson comes in with a vision, he's got the quarterback and Trevor Lawrence, then, yeah, it can definitely work out. I'm just saying the red flag for me of Doug Peterson is working for a front office or management that don't see eye to eye with him, and then he lashes out in response. Yeah. That's my concern. That's my red flag. Yeah, and I guess we'll ne- we just don't know that until it happens. Like, well, I don't know I how mean, you predict that. I would predict that if Trent Baalke still is retained in the general manager position and Doug Peterson, for whatever reason, is forced to take the head coaching job, then, yeah, I would be a little concerned. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. Uh, I think a lot of people would feel good about Peterson being the guy. I do think the structure of that uh, really all revolves around if Balky's in or not. And um, part of that's because of the angst about Balky, um, and, and rightfully so. And some of it's about how maybe a Peterson or, or the structure would work. Because let's be honest, the last time we had this structure, it didn't work well. But we did have a guy that was not a front office guy being the EVP. You know? So for everybody that wants, like, Jim Caldwell to be the EVP, like, that would be a new job for him. Well, that's what they asked Tom Coughlin to do. They asked Tom Coughlin to be like, dude, say off the sidelines, you got to be like 
the, the overall figure here, that's a new role. That was a role that he had never been accustomed to in 40 years of doing football. Oh, and yeah. obviously, at times, probably did okay with it, but at other times, probably didn't. Well, and ironically, and this is the thing, too, as well. I mean, Doug Peterson, is he a player's coach? Yeah, he comes from the Andy Reid tree. But he's still a guy who runs very hard practices. That's what I've heard. Remember, like, I mean, with with, with the whole um, Malcolm Jenkins thing, who was kind of like the mouthpiece of the Philadelphia Eagles. He even came out and said he wished they had more input of how practices were ran because it was kind of the Doug Peterson show, and they didn't have input, and and they were struggling. You know I mean? That was, what, 2019 that would have been when the season where he got, he ended up eventually getting fired? Or was it 20? Was it 20? I think it was 20. Might have been 20, okay. Um so, you know, there definitely there is some concerns, but once again, I think if Peterson has it his way and he doesn't have to bounce ideas off people, then it's going to be okay. I think if he has to bounce ideas off of Balky um, and the chain of command is messed up, then it could be just another rerun of what we saw with Doug Peterson, Tom Coughlin, and Dave Caldwell. Yeah, well, we'll see uh, how they shape up. If either guy even ends up in Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's certainly not... Uh a slam dunk as of now. Uh, I saw the Mark Long report out of the Senior Bowl. I found that interesting because um, it's not the first time I've heard that about uh, GMs. Uh, I'm not sure if you were aware of it on Trent Balky oh. about being on the practice field type stuff. He's out there? No, uh, I'll, I'll fill you in. Okay. And and just talk about that a little bit because, we, you know, the funny thing is about it, we don't really talk about Balky that much. I mean, we talk about Balky just being in or out. But we don't talk, some of the why of, of what bothers people about Bulky includes something that, that uh, Mark from the AP tweeted today. Um, now, how factual it is, I mean, I, I don't know. Are, are we just hearing things? Um, Mark's usually pretty good, though. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. Plus, Tom Brady, speaking of facts, I guess it's real. Yep. <laughs> he made it that way. What does it mean? I want to ask you today, too. You played against Tom, and you, you prepped against Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And I know we've talked a little bit about it in the past, but... Um, that's a lens that, that very few people have, uh, at least with a microphone in front of them. So um, what was it like to prepare against Tom Brady and uh, put a bow on Tom Brady's retirement? We'll talk about that coming up as well. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Who knows? Maybe we'll get another nugget of knowledge before the end of the show today on a Tuesday. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks, ESPN 690. take it day by day but we're not going to make any predictions and I, I wouldn't do that to Daniel or really any player I don't think that's fair to compare him to another guy that I was working with you know he's he's himself we're going to find out what he does well we're going to try to implement a system that suits him and then it's our job to bring pieces in that help him to be the best version of himself and the best quarterback for us uh, he's got the right mindset he's got good size there's a lot of things to like about Daniel and we'll just take it one day at a time we'll work with him we'll help him get better we'll help him be a better leader we'll help him be everything you know that's that's our job as a coaching staff and as an organization it takes everybody that's Brian Dable introduced as the New York Giants head coach and stands by Daniel Jones for now. It's a really interesting look. You know, again, this is just an outside perspective, and that can be dangerous, even though it feels like we're all on the outside of this search locally. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what you really know and, and don't know, I guess. But on the outside, looking in, I find it interesting for Dable to take the Giants job. He's working with Joe Shane. I get it. Obviously, he knows him. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some things to like from Saquon Barkley if he can stay healthy to, you know, can, does he feel like he can save Daniel Jones? Or in his mind, is it like this is not that risky 
because if I don't have Daniel Jones, we'll just go get some. Like if next year in year one it doesn't work out with Daniel Jones, now we know. Mm. And so now I get another couple of years as we get our next guy. You know what I mean? So that actually, like, I've got this window of time because of it. And I just think of a little bit like the Matt Rule situation, where Matt Rule has come in and he still can't find his quarterback. And now he's been through it a couple of different ways over the first few years. And I'm just not sure they'll ever take off because until they get that guy, I'm not sure Matt Rule's going to deliver. Now, he, he got a long contract. So that helps Matt Rule in Carolina. I'm not sure how long Dable's contract is, but Dable's going to be under immense pressure to get good play out of that offense because he's an offensive guy. He's a QB whisperer, so to speak, with Josh Allen. And you're in the New York market to begin with. So the patience has run out already, uh, much like it has in other markets too. But uh, So it's going to be fascinating to watch how Dable viewed that because there are other, if he could have wedged himself into other opportunities, even maybe promoted himself or some had somebody promote him for this job mm-hmm. with Trevor or Miami's job, which he was interviewing with Tua. Mm-hmm. You might be able to say that was a better chance for him to succeed. I mean, at the end of the day, it just comes down to what you're comfortable with. And and I think, you know, Dable is comfortable with Joe Shane because they, they know each other. Like, that, that goes a long way in the GM head coach relationship. If you have a GM who knows exactly what kind of guy you're looking for, what, exactly what kind of offense you're running, exactly what kind of um, player makes up a Dable-type player, well, then that, that helps you out in the long run. And I also think in terms of draft capital, New York was very enticing. You know, whether you want to use that draft capital for, for rookies or you want to use that draft capital maybe get a, a different quarterback in terms of like a Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. We'll see how that whole thing plays out. But there are, there are options there. So I, I just think, you know, Dable took the opportunity where it was like, hey, I know the GM. We have a good rapport. We can win some ball games together. Daniel Jones, we'll see. You know, I mean, there are, and, and I say this very loosely, there are some similar characteristics between him and Josh Allen in terms of Daniel Jones. Very, I mean, a little bit in terms of, you know, their dual threat. Um, Allen obviously has advantage in the arm strength, but, you know, you can kind of see maybe Daniel Jones being a Josh Allen light and running some of the offense that Dable can run. That's great. Also, you can see a guy like maybe Russell Wilson coming in and running like that Dable offense. So I just think in terms of capital, in terms of the GM, you know who he is, big market. Um, I think it was a pretty easy decision for Dable. Hmm. Um... It's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how much rope they give him or if he can fix Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. you know. That, I mean, because then if he fixes Daniel Jones, he becomes like the modern-day QB whisperer. What he did with yeah. Josh Allen, right? Yep. Right? Yep. And then to take them from where they were to where they potentially are or going. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Daniel Jones has to be an MVP, but if they make him into a quarterback that now you respect a well, little the, bit. I mean, he's going he's gonna to MV, <laughs> he's gonna have to have an MVP-type year for me to get oh, my respect on. done. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, of, of all the bad, you think I'm just going to forget about you over one decent season? <laughs> one trip no, over man. the 12-yard line. This is it's a, unbelievable. This is, a, this is a culmination of years and years of just mediocreness. At, that's a word, um, at its best. So, no, one good year from Daniel Jones won't make me forget about, I don't know, what, the four years that we had to go, three years we had to go through with him? <laughs> hey, uh, Mark Long uh, from the AP. Obviously, covers the Jags, uh, said this today. Rumor at the Senior Bowl, Jags GM Trent Baalke was looking, uh, maybe even tampering, to hire someone to take on an assistant GM role to handle day-to-day operations, which would allow Baalke, wait for it, to be more hands-on with players on the field. So he's tampering now? 
Well, forget about the tampering part. I want well, to concentrate. Well, I mean, that's illegal. You don't say we're tampering. Well, by the way, like, I'm actually surprised if he has... It's, the weird thing about Balky is not only... He doesn't have anybody to endorse him these days. Like, nobody has... Nobody in 40 days has endorsed Trent Balky to be the GM and been like... You know how they send those quotes? Well, you know when you get a job and you have, like, those quotes come out, like, from past coaches or players and be yeah. like, oh, I think this guy's going to be a great... Sure. I think, like, Brady just did it for McDaniels, essentially. Like, he's an excellent coach, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Well, there's nobody giving us a quote about Trent Baalke. Yeah, right? for sure. Well, there's also not many people, though, willing to, like, drag him through the mud. Trent and, Baalke? Well, and pull him down from past experiences. Oh. Now, I think, uh, who was it today? One of the players that, that, that surfaced? Was it... Uh, shoot, what was his name? He, he spoke of an experience of, like, the cover three defense where he had come in and said, you're not playing cover three right. He said he waited eight years to tell this story about Trent Baalke. Was uh, it Jimmy Ward? Is that who it was? Jimmy Ward? And so, yeah, that, that floated around today. Um, and then you have this coming out of the Senior Bowl now where uh, hands-on with the players on the field, mm-hmm. which is something, by the way, over the last six weeks and more, six months and, and with Baalke around, we've heard like, I've never heard of that before Balky. Where, like, GMs, or at least this GM, likes to be involved in, like, practice drills and stuff. And thinks, like, he's running part of the practice. Yeah. And that's the... There, it, there are some stories out there. Rumors. Uh, well, or, that I've been told, too. Okay. Stories out there that that is the book on Trent. That's part, some of the reason that some people are like, what the hell are you doing, man? Go do your job. Like, so, be the GM. Don't, you, you don't know that much about, you're not in there all the time. Yeah. And so it's interesting that Mark tweeted that today, and that's the story coming out of Mobile, where, by the way, there are a lot of football coaches mm-hmm. that would be bothered by such a story or such a thing mm-hmm. that the GM is out there trying to run drills and tell me what to do. Yeah, I mean, I think regardless if that's true or a fabrication, no, that's not going to happen. Like, you're a GM, you're not going to run practice? Yeah, you've, have you so experienced what, that ever? No, no, doesn't happen. That's why I thought it was so no. odd that I've I mean, seen Bill this. Belichick, obviously, because he's well, Bill yeah, Belichick. But yeah, no, that's not going like, to happen. I, ne- I went to a lot of practices with, in Jacksonville, and I saw Shaq Harris, by the way, who played. Yeah. I saw Gene Smith. And I saw Dave Caldwell, and I never once saw them participate in a drill, like a coaching drill. Yeah, no. Like I, so I've heard that about Bulky, and I'm like, is that real? So has he? Wait, has he done this before? Yeah, I think that's in past stops. Like in San Francisco, that, yeah. he's done it. Huh. Yeah. And so like he thinks, because he played, like he played, like where did he play? Bemidji State or something. Yeah. And like. Well, actually, I got recruited by them, by the way, in high school. Oh, did you? Yeah. That's a, a D3 school? A D3 uh, school? No, they're, they're D2. D2 school. Okay. D2, yeah. Uh, Minnesota? Yeah. 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 Um, the Beavers, I think. So so anyway, like, now you hear what Jimmy Ward came out and said today, and I know that was floating around social media, and to be honest with you, I don't know where it originated. But, like, now we're starting to see some stories, and I guess I'm, my point of this is I'm a little surprised that we haven't seen a little bit more come out of the woodwork with all the bulky talk of somebody at the very least being like, yeah, wait until you hear this and wait until you hear this and wait until you hear this. And if there was enough of that, does that get back to the Shad Khan embarrassment, dysfunction, noise, whatever you want to say about it, uh, to at least maybe that registers in his mind. Um, I'm just surprised we haven't seen more 
people hammering Balky because we don't see anybody coming to his defense. And so the opposite of that would be like, let me tell you why this guy you don't want to work with. Let me tell you why this guy's had five different coaches in five years. Let me tell you why this guy was out of the NFL for a couple years. I just think that you don't see people making a point to try to bring him down or speak out against him is because nobody envisions this guy being a GM for the Jaguars this year. Yeah. So, like, it's I like mean... hard to fathom, right? Yeah, it's super hard to fathom. You know, like, yeah, you, you hear the rumors and all, and all this stuff, and you see what's happening right now. We're in the month of February, and he's still, you know, on, on this team. But I think even, like, you know, past... Whether past players, past peers, like... I, I think you speak out against something where if you have to in terms of... Because you can't believe what's happening. Now, I can't believe we're to this point right now and we're still talking about Trent Balky, but it is what it is. But, like, I think once he, maybe if he ever gets announced as, hey, he's coming back for another year, then you're going to see the blowback, you know, and you're going to – because no one like, – yes, people follow the Jacksonville Jaguars because all the bad optics. But, like, I don't think anybody's really entwined with it, like former players and such. But, yeah. not, but, but now they're starting to be just because we're in February and we're still talking about this whole thing. Yeah, and listen, a little bit of it is, like, if – it's to me it comes down to trust mm-hmm. right and and that's what dysfunction is is part of you either trust people or you don't and if you don't trust people you have a level of dysfunction to begin with and you open the door up for more dysfunction i think it's pretty crystal clear around the nfl at least from stories we've heard for again this goes back a while now but even in the building mm-hmm. currently um outside the building that people don't trust trent bulky you know and and no matter what kind of personnel guy you think he is or he isn't, no matter what kind of guy you think he is or he isn't, if you don't trust somebody, that's where dysfunction stems. And that's a danger zone. Uh, but, again, I, I mean, we said this all the way back since, shoot, December, that if you call two people inside that building that worked there the last year and you call two people outside the building, you'd probably hear a similar story. About Trent Balky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I guess that's what, to your point, makes it unfathomable that we're still yeah, here. Yeah, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I just I don't foresee him running practices next year or this up-and-coming season. Yeah. I, I, I just don't see that. Uh, I don't either. But I just thought that was an interesting report from Mark. That's how we got on the topic. That, yeah. That's how, if that's being discussed at the Senior Bowl. <laughs> but by, okay, yeah. Yeah, well, he didn't say yeah, that, yeah. right? I mean, no, listen, I, tell, I can tell you this. We've been to the Senior Bowl. Uh, yeah. The Senior Bowl is a... It's a part coaches convention, yeah, right, and scouts convention and, and player personnel convention. Yeah. And so there's a lot of things that get talked about. Sometimes are, it's over a beer at... Are the Jaguars even there or, or not? They are. Their scouts are there, but I okay. have not heard that... Um, Scouting for an there. offense that doesn't exist yet? Yeah. Scouting for a defense that doesn't exist yet? Yeah. Well, I mean, awesome. four teams are in that, a little bit in that boat, yeah. I guess, or five, five, right? Uh, but they all have GMs, I think. No, it's a, it's a plus. Does every job open right now have GM in place? Well, so does the Jags. <laughs> yeah. We'll be back. Action Sports Jags on ESPN 690. Tom Brady retired. What does it mean? And uh, I think we know his place in history, don't we? We'll be back. Hey, ESPN 690 rolls on after this. I think there is an element of closure also in having gone back to New England one more time and having faced Belichick and having done that. I think an inject truth serum kind of moment, that game will be one of the most memorable of his life in in its own unique way. That's a man who played in 10 Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that there was an element of closure that came from him playing there this year.
That is Mike Greenberg here on ESPN 690 earlier in the day. Tom Brady retires, makes it official. Hey, Casey, I'm going to send you a picture. You might not be able to put it up in this segment, and this will be spontaneous, so I know you don't know anything about it. So you're probably rolling your eyes, even though I'm uh, not looking at you right now. Maybe. He likes to be emailed instead. <laughs> Better quality. Oh, for the pictures? Is my guess. Oh, for, for the pictures? Yeah. Dang, okay. So well, we won't get to, well, I'm not sure we'll see the picture now, but it, we will eventually. And I want you guys, I want you guys to try to identify something okay. in the picture. Um, but anyway, let's talk about Brady. Okay. So at least a, a salute to the business, which has been a tough couple of weeks. Yeah. From a reporting standpoint, a lot of different respects. Yeah. That Schefter and, and, and Darlington were correct. What do you mean a salute to the business? Well, because at least they were right and not wrong. Eventually they were right, yeah. But oh, they we were, were right. He was we, retiring. We, yeah, while. but we had to wait. Okay, so if Leftwich signs, is, was, is Dilla right? Uh, yeah, eventually. Okay. I guess. I mean, okay. it depends how you look at it. Okay. I mean, this was two days later on an NFL weekend. You can understand why, like, Brady didn't want to put it out there. I mean, I think Brady, like you said, wanted to control his own narrative. Yeah. So, yeah. But I mean, I mean like, if it was like, I would have waited months. Even more. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Let him sweat. So, yeah, I think I think they were right, obviously. Okay. Like, they, they got wind of it, and it was happening, and it's just part of their job. I mean, whether you control the narrative or not, I don't know how who would have let it out so tight-circled of Brady. I mean, how many people do you think he even had told at that time? Like, Three or four? Like, he had not told uh, the um, Jaguars. I'm sorry, it was the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. But bottom line yeah. is, he retires. Mm -hmm. And now you start talking legacy, and, and we already know greatest of all time. It's, almost, it's a weird story. Because mm -hmm. to me, it's like, what's there to debate? There's nothing to debate. Right? I mean, there's nothing to really have a big conversation about. Um, he's the greatest of all time. It's indisputable. Is he more the greatest of all time in his sport than anybody else? Are you talking about all sports? Yeah. Like Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan it feels is, is Michael Jordan. In your mind he is, but there are plenty of people in this this era that will give LeBron at least make the argument for LeBron. I'm not saying they're right. I'm just saying they'll try to make the argument. Yeah. There's nobody right now that'll make the argument even from yesteryear that Joe Montana is the greatest of all time after what they just saw out of Brady. Like, there are Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods debates. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Sure. So no, uh, Michael Jordan's the best of all time. Like, Greatest, I, sorry, GOAT. I think the... <laughs> again, you're not leveling with me here. I'm leveling with you perfectly. Michael Jordan, when he went to a championship, didn't lose. Tom Brady lost to Eli Manning twice. So, yeah. Okay, Jordan, well, Tom went goat. to 10 of them. Okay, and he lost. Jordan never lost. Casey, I don't know if we've ever asked you this. Like, where are you on? Are you like, uh, and it's okay if you are, by the way, like Michael Jordan, by far the greatest of all time, untouchable. Uh, in your mind, uh, LeBron, who you grew up watching, um, can he get there? Um, I don't really. To, I lean towards Michael Jordan, I think, because we're from Indiana. So, like, my dad always talked about Michael Jordan, and I never really liked LeBron. So I think I lean that route, but I don't really think about it. But in the one time, I actually understand what you're saying right here. Like, there's a debate to be made in other sports, but there's no, there's nobody to debate Brady with, is what uh, you're saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I actually think most people, and, and again, again, this is all subjective stuff, but uh -huh. I'd say most people 
would say, like, Babe Ruth is the best player of all time in baseball. Like, I don't think many people debate others. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, they're home run kings. But for what Babe Ruth did and his, and we never even watched him, yet we know Babe Ruth is like the best player of all time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of debate in baseball over this topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, I, I just think that's how much he, that, that shows you how much, it's very hard for a modern day athlete Mm-hmm. to be considered the greatest of all time because you always have the old heads, if you will, that want to stand up for their guy. Yeah. Like, listen, I think Tiger Woods is the best golfer of all time. Mm-hmm. But I didn't grow up in the heyday of Jack Nicholas, and I know that Jack Nicholas has more majors. But I also don't think that's the only mark of the greatest golfer of all time. Yeah. But... Again, we would have that debate because there are people that grew up in the 60s and 70s and also have that note of the major championships that would say, oh, no, Brent, not so fast. Look, and that would be a good debate. It's a fair debate. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really hard to do that in the modern day. How many MVPs did Tom Brady won? Uh, I think he was just a three-time MVP, but a five-time <laughs> Super Bowl MVP. I okay. think it's the case. Yeah, okay. I think he's five times Super Bowl. Okay. Well, Michael Jordan was a six-time NBA, uh, NBA Finals MVP. And a five-time NBA MVP. But, you know, that's just me, though. Well, I know that's... that's just, that, I mean, that's, that's just my... I, but, think, I, I think Jordan's the GOAT, but that's just... Well, I do, too. I do, too. Uh, I, so, not, so you think he's the GOAT over Brady or not? No, I just think I was trying to do relative to each sport. Oh, each sport. You have oh, yeah. So then you got Jordan, you got Brady, you got Gretzky. Yeah. That's Babe that. Ruth, Gretzky, maybe, by the way, I mean, is another one that really doesn't get argued much. Yeah. If to, to the context of my, my argument. Probably should, but. Yeah. But he does right? You know, it's hockey. Yeah. It's, yeah. All right. I mean, I'm the biggest Gretzky fan ever. I, I wore 99 when I was playing hockey. I want you to look at this picture. And what do you see on the feeds? Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, if you're looking. All right. Let me go ahead and get off Reddit here real quick. Looking at <laughs> Some stuff. <laughs> I wonder where all those hot takes come from. Knew it. Yeah, there was a new Attack on Titan coming out. I had to check to see what the spoilers. Um, what do I? Oh yeah, what's up, man? What? I see you. But I see you behind Brady. You see it? Yeah. I told you that story before. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah, knew yeah, what yeah, to yeah, look yeah, for. Yeah, I see you, man. You see it, Casey? Now that he said it, I didn't see it. You didn't see yeah. it. This actually ran on Sports <laughs> Center the other night. <laughs> or the other day, and I'm like, Ty, Ty, let me show you this. So what? what? This is my claim to fame with Brady. Give some context here, please. Okay, so uh, I'm working in Providence at the time, and I'm uh, like the third guy in Providence, which means you do the camera, you do producing, yeah. you do some reporting. And so the sports director and I went to the Super Bowl, went on that whole run to Pittsburgh, and then to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. uh, with the Patriots. So this is Brady's coming out party. You know, yeah. and Belichick's coming out party. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was down in New Orleans. And so at the time now, you could have two people. We were the secondary market in Providence, but you could have two people shoot the game. Okay. And so I was like the sideline guy. There was somebody else shooting highlights. And so, uh, well, turns out I end up right behind Brady in this picture. Uh, and you know what he's doing right here? He said, I'm going, I'm, this yeah, is when, I'm going to Disneyland. I'm going to Disney World. Oh, Disney World, sorry. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm right behind him when all Dang. this is happening. Now, there's a great inside story here if you've ever, if you know the business. Okay. Of shooting, a, um, some, shooting in general. 
right, with the camera. And I'm, this has never been my forte. Okay. Uh, but so I'm shooting the game, and where I had to shoot from, there's something called an extender on your camera. Okay. So basically you flip this thing down, and it really zooms in. Okay. Okay, like you can get a lot further. Now, some cameras have it, some don't. Now, is Tom Brady seven feet tall and you're like five <laughs> feet tall? It sure no? looks like it. <laughs> but, my, yeah. But so there's, there's an extender on the camera. Mm-hmm. And so during the game and at the end, I'm, sh- I'm using that to get like Venetieri kicking the winner to beat the Rams. Okay. Because it's kind of far away. Well, me being the novice, I'm, I'm like 23 here, right? Yeah. I, I don't have a ton of experience. <laughs> I never take the extender off. Which oh, means so every I up. am so, I'm like why is everybody so close to me like it never <laughs> hits me right I'm like holy god like everybody's in my face like I can see you know every freckle on Brady's face here yeah, you yeah, know yeah. the confetti's falling down and it's like all over the camera lens and I realize at the end of it just right at the end I'm like oh you dumbass the thing's still on. The, the oh, extender song. Man. So you go, if you ever see like all my video from this, which probably is in the archives at sure, sure. WPRI Channel 12 back in uh, uh, Providence, Rhode Island, everything is just like so was it, super zoomed in. Was it, was it usable or not? Or did it not some even? Parts, okay. Some parts. Some parts. Or did you get in trouble for that? No, no. no okay. They, they, they no probably didn't. No one's trying to hold you accountable? Okay, that's fine. No. Yeah, uh, no one's holding you accountable? But, but anyway, I made, that's my, that's awesome, I, man. I made the commercial. That's me. On ESPN right there. Yeah, that's young. In the flesh. Did you like? I mean, did you say like? Did you kind of nod at him or anything? Like, did you say what's up? Nothing. No, I mean, there's a lot of chaos. And, and by going the way, on. you got to remember now. This is Tom Brady, who still looks like the guy drafted out of Michigan. Yeah. Who people are like, man, eh, he can't throw the deep ball really well. They played defense, right? They won that game 2017. Venetieri kicks the winner. They got away with it in the, against the Raiders on the tuck rule. This isn't like, oh, my gosh, we're looking at the best player of all time in the NFL right now. This is 22 years ago, and nobody knew that story would be written about Tom or about the young guy right behind him. Wow. <laughs> Unreal, man. <laughs> uh, anyway, I love that moment, though. But it's funny. I saw it when they were doing the show. I was like, Ty, wait, you got to see this. I rewound it. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I think this might have been the one. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my one of my favorite stories uh, to share. Uh, we'll be back. I, I do want to ask you, because you played against Tom. Yeah. And so prepping for Tom Brady some 10 years into his career, what was that like? Uh, we'll talk about it when we come back. And we got some big Brian Flores news as well. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll give you some updates. Uh, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. You're chuckling. I don't know what that means, but no, I'm going to look it up. Okay, look it up. All right. We'll be back.